0: Welcome, you're listening to A Certain Degree. Improv, how scripted is it? Lauren Morris of the AdLib Theatre Company is the guest on this show and answers that question. Actually, she doesn't, but she answers many other questions about performing, writing, and more. This episode is brought to you by Spectre Connector. Have you ever felt lonely and wondered what life would be like with more dead people around? We have, too. Subscribe to Spectre Connector and our very spirited team We'll get to work moving things around while you're out of the house and making subtle noises at night, helping to lull you to sleep. You can also have us go to your friends' homes. There's no better present than a presence. Order your apparitions at toascertaindegree.com. Bruce McCullough
1: on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening... To a certain degree. My name is Nick. I'm here every Monday from seven to nine, and every Monday from seven to nine, I have a very special guest this week, Lauren Morris. Good morning, Lauren. Hello. Oh, get right up on that mic. Oh, let me turn up your headphones here. Oh, there we go.
2: There. Now Now you can hear myself
1: and you. Great. Hi. All right, we're gonna turn you. Hey, let's start over completely. Great. So you start. Welcome.
2: Good morning. It's early. And uh, we're here on To a Certain Degree. I'm Lauren Morris. And I'm Nick. Hi. Hey, that's good. Thank you. You
1: have some great improv skills.
2: Uh, I, I like to think so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we're going to talk about in a little bit. Lauren Morris here from the AdLib Theater Company. Yes. So, want to get into that. You had a big weekend this week. You had a uh, marathon of improv.
2: We did. We called it the AdLibathon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was... Uh, 11 hours? 11 hours of improv.
1: That is that is impressive. It's a
2: lot of improv. That yes. is.
1: Well, we have a lot of improv coming up, the Central Florida Improv Festival, and there's always some good shows going on at the AdLib Theater. Yes. Uh, pretty much every Saturday. Every Saturday night,
2: yes. A uh, couple weekends in December where we were like, no one's going to show up. So Probably not. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, let's get to know... I don't know you that well. Okay. So let's get to know you a little bit better. We'll play a quick game, sort of a 20 questions game. You just tell me if you're for something or against it. Mm. But instead of saying yes or no, up or down, uh, we're going to play a game called cut or dry. Okay. And the reason for that is things that are cut are great. So bread, for example. Sliced bread. Wonderful. Dry old bread. Not so great. Steak. I like it cut up for me because I don't know how to cut. I'm not allowed to use knives. Uh, Basically, is what. It co- oh, comes down
2: oh, okay. To. I was say, do you need it like pre-chewed also? No, no,
1: oh, okay. no one needs to spit it in my mouth. Okay. Pre-chewed, no. Uh, but just cut up into chewable pieces. Okay, nice. I don't want to choke. Right. Just cut right. it up for right. me. Okay. Okay. Uh, and not dry. Steak. Yeah, dry, dry steak. steak. Uh, same thing with tires. I like it when they're cut up and they're used as the mulch for playgrounds. Oh, right. So when right. you
2: fall, you don't get splinters in your eyes.
1: Recycled okay. and everything. Yeah. I mean, you might get some pieces of shards of metal because of the you know steel wall tires yeah. or whatever they're called. Iron Wall Tires? I, I think know, that's in Game of Thrones.
2: Yeah, I only read the books. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm one of those people who, like, I read the books and then made a face.
1: <laughs> and you didn't watch the show?
2: I didn't watch the show. Oh, okay. And then, because he didn't keep up. No. Right, so I didn't even bother to read the one that he finally turned out. I was like, eh, I like, I've moved on.
1: I, I I appreciate, though, having read a lot of sci-fi and fantasy my entire life the challenge that he has set for himself. So when he talks about it, I understand why it's so difficult for him to finish because what he's trying to do is get everywhere, get everyone to the places they need to be in a realistic manner. Right. And so the the sort of narrative device that he's done, I think it's it's everything is told from somebody's perspective, right?
2: Right. He just keeps going though. Yeah, so <laughs> he never
1: stops. Yeah, so he's got to just like oh, and all of a sudden, this person was magically transported there. Right. Like, we don't need their story.
2: Yeah, yeah. In order or, to get the like, book done, he got on a horse and off into the distance he goes, and then we turn
1: the page. And then several months later, he's there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, a George R. R. Martin. I know you're listening. Right. I know you're an avid listener of radio. Sure. In Orlando, sure. for some reason. Uh, so yeah, if you need anything, so cut or dry. Okay. Cut if you're for something. Drive are against it. okay fall or autumn cut cut you
2: like it oh yeah I love that's my favorite
1: um season so you're from up north Midwestish did you like actual seasons uh, or do I, you like it in Florida
2: I like actual seasons mm-hmm. um I hate the Florida weather but yet I'm still here yeah I I mean I. Don't miss Florida,
1: if you're listening, she didn't mean again, it. Yeah,
2: I don't mean it, Florida. I'm so sorry. Um, I don't miss shoveling snow. So I went to grad school in Boston, mm-hmm. and that was, uh, and I was also um, college two years in Indiana, uh, and also spent some time in Chicago. Those kind of winters, I don't need them anymore. I'm good. Um, so if you
1: could just experience autumn and then come here,
2: yeah. Well, autumn and like spring, I could deal with that. Summer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and August.
1: Yeah, I think we cancel August. <laughs> I think August. August, if you're listening, I'm so We're sorry. We're so sorry, August. Yeah. How do you feel cut or dry voicemail?
2: Dry. Yeah. yeah. dry. Like, I get nervous when I get a voicemail. I'm like, oh, no. like What is happening? Right. Someone's going to talk to me, and then the expectation is that because they didn't email me or text me, they want me to talk to them, that kind no. of thing called a phone,
1: mm-hmm.
2: which uh, I understand is A function of those things that we carry in our pockets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, apparently you can talk on them.
1: No, they're timepieces and cameras. Well, that's
2: what I thought. Oh, (laughs) yeah. So, yeah, voicemail. Don't.
1: I love how the response now is if you call somebody back, somebody who's left you a voicemail, the first thing they ask is, did you listen to my message? Yep. Nope.
2: Well, that's the other thing, too, is, right, like, if it didn't get trans, it wasn't able to get transcribed, because sometimes, you know, Siri doesn't have an opportunity to transcribe it or right. if i use my google voicemail sometimes it doesn't transcribe um yeah i just i'm not listening i'm just you called me you left a voicemail so obviously it's important enough
1: so you like it transcribed so what i'm going to do is just email you and then call you and read the email Th- to you that would
2: ex- that's great okay okay yeah, yeah that yeah, sounds great that's what
1: i'm gonna do <laughs> cut or dry colonizing mars
2: Ooh. um i'm gonna go with dry like we don't need to ruin another planet <laughs> as a species
1: <laughs> but think about the opportunity for another ad-lib theater
2: yes i know if i want a franchise Expand, right yeah, yeah that's that's the yeah
1: the intergalactic right improv theater. yeah
2: oh i can i can imagine that um i can't help but i'm a doctor who fan sure so i can't help but think, all are. right who is who isn't, <laughs> oh. who isn't? Uh, oh, boy. so uh water the water on mars episode mm-hmm. i can't i'm always like well that's just not a good idea we should we we know what happens when we go to mars it doesn't end well
1: well it's uh okay <laughs> well, I can't, you know what i can't argue with that uh orlando has announced they're gonna go renewable by 2050 yes. cut or dry
2: I think that's cut yeah 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 that'd be great um i i'm all for clean green and uh kind of stuff
1: sewing machine yeah,
2: clean, yeah, yeah, green yeah. Sewing uh, clean green sewing machine that's gonna be
1: the first thing they implement i
2: think so solar sewing machines yeah yeah
1: oh wait i'm gonna have to write that down yeah. for a bad business <laughs> yes, idea please
2: do yeah, yeah yes
1: <laughs> solar sewing machines uh
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: thank you for that yeah. this is where we come up with the best right. ideas it's oh, yeah. just a little bit of coffee way too early not enough sleep yes best ideas happen yes <laughs> uh, I think it was Thomas Jefferson who said that or Benjamin Frank. yeah it was one of them it Absolutely. Was one of those one of, guys one of the those. long hair hippies uh, how about social media so you're a small business owner yes runner yes uh, and you're a person a human I, I like to think so yes and so do you are you on a lot of channels and a lot of mediums I am do you want to be no <laughs> I don't oh my gosh you
2: know it's um, it suck it's a time sucker I see why people pay other people a lot of money to do it for them I'm mm-hmm. um, just not in that position yet so I get to do it myself um, the rabbit holes you can land up going down are insane even just when you're uh, you know now there's all these great uh, websites to create your own logos and and your your Facebook graphics and and stuff and you can just sit and scroll through those and next thing you know it's three hours later.
1: Right. Yeah. Well I want this one and then you try to fit it in. It's like, oh it doesn't really Right. Yeah. Yeah. You finally just have to come to a conclusion and go, I'm just gonna go with these two. Right. Those are my templates.
2: Yes. And then walk away. Yeah.
1: It's harder, you know, if you think about it from a personal standpoint, like I'm I'm just about to get off social media personally and just do it professionally either as my day job or through the radio station and you know this sort of thing
2: i it's hard in the improv world a lot of who i am is also kind of required Mm -hmm. um a lot of us are starting our own and i just find that it's so anti what we stand for but i get it also but we're all starting like our own Pages of like you can follow Lauren Morris or something, which I haven't done yet. So my Facebook page and my Twitter, every now and then, a personal thing will come out. Like mm. I have my own account, and then I have the two the or work three account. And yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's the other thing is that every time I create a project, do I have to create a, a new handle? Like, can it go just go under?
1: Right. How does it? When does it blossom into its own thing?
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So with Adlib. We do a bunch of stuff, and I just put it under ad lib, and I think, because, like, I have, um, I have a few teams that, uh, cause te- that's another thing, improv teams. God, we all have our own Facebook pages, and it's a nightmare. And <laughs> my, I have um, my duo team and then my big ensemble team, and my, my duo partner, we actually travel quite a lot, and we actually do quite a lot. But I've never created our own page of our shenanigans. I just put it under the AdLib.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Thing. And I always wonder like,, ew. I mean it drive, but at the same time, like but it's driving interest to the theater,
1: which is your main which thing in my. I am well. anyway. Yeah. So
2: if you want to find us, that's the best way to find us anyways.
1: Oh boy. Well, so if you have any uh, suggestions on that, you can call us here at the studio. Actually, no, I forget that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that'll just
1: confuse it because we'll just get more advice and then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you still want to call, you can. Okay. Yeah, not about, not with any advice of any kind. Leave a voicemail. Yeah, please leave a voicemail. Uh, So this is becoming a thing. Starbucks has announced they're going to test these in the Chicago market, and I've heard more and more about them. See how you feel about them. Cut or dry. Sushi burritos.
2: Dry. I love sushi. Uh Uh-huh. Whole Foods does the sushi burrito thing. Really? Oh yeah, they're already doing it at okay. the one here in Winter Park. Yeah, and and it, so there's the Whole Foods in Altamont, and then there's the Whole Foods in Winter Park. And somehow I feel like the Whole Foods in Altamont got the better deal. And but we're in Winter Park, so I feel like we should have gotten the better deal. Sorry, Altamont. And, um, so they have like the sushi burritos, and I, it's a lot of rice. <laughs> like,
1: it's- and it's basically just a roll that they haven't cut, right?
2: Yeah, it's just the it's the nori rolled, right? And then it's just cut in a burrito shape. So your pieces of fish are bigger.
1: Oh, so oh, sorry, I thought there was more to it. Though. No,
2: no, that's it. Okay, <laughs> yeah,
1: like, I'm I'm okay with that not happening. Uh, and also,
2: so is Starbucks gonna? Is that like? going to be locally sourced or brought in locally? Because I just think, you know, like, you don't buy sushi from, like, Target or Wawa's. You know what I mean? You can. Well, right. But But you don't. But you don't. Right. Um, So
1: because it's Starbucks, does that change it a little bit? And will they have trouble telling the story of that fish? Right. So, I hope it's like a Portlandia thing where, you know, the very first episode where they're talking about where the chicken was sourced. Yes. Where they can tell us exactly where the fish came from, what his or her life was like. Yes. Um, You know, almost like a Cabbage Patch doll birth certificate. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: Because then I would feel better about... For your sushi burrito. And are they going to do, like, star dash runs with that?
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you you might get the runs from it.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I know. That's the thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, so zombies, speaking of run, mm-hmm. zombies, cut or dry?
2: You know, I, I'm going to get in trouble unless say try.
1: <laughs> Why are you going to get in trouble? Because everybody are, we loves... Have no, we have zero zombie listeners. Oh,
2: okay, good. Yeah. I, yeah. People are so into zombies. Like, I love... Uh, I'm really into... Ele- I love vampires... Uh, before we mess them up. But I love, like, vampire and vampire stories. And so you mean
1: after like, the Twilight Saga?
2: Right. So, like, Anne Rice, vampire oh, kind yeah, of things. Yeah. You know, Bram Stoker kind of vampire. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Those kind of vampire mm-hmm. worlds. Mm-hmm. I never got into zombie worlds. Um, other than Shaun of the Dead, like... Great movie. Yes. But other than that, I just... I don't... I couldn't get it. I don't know. There's But
1: that. Shaun of the Dead was more of a satire of the right, zombie movies. Yeah, yeah.
2: So... Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, okay. yeah, not my thing.
1: Dry zombies. I love it. Uh, how about driverless cars? Speaking of zombies,
2: uh, I'm both kind of, I'm like, uh, cry on that. Like, the mixture, make sure, kind yeah. of dry. Yeah, yeah. can of I course. come down the middle? Sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: I love mashing words. <laughs> okay, together.
2: good. Um, because, on the one hand, I, I, I love the idea, you know, like, I can sit back and not have to drive. Mm hmm. But I know that's going to... I mean, we see what happens when machines take over. Have we? I mean, I feel like we we have seen it multiple times in multiple universes and stories and yes like
1: so there's the james cameron version there's the matrix version right. and there's the yeah it never really ends well
2: no it really doesn't so mm-hmm. you know and then i keep thinking of total recall original total recall uh um, yeah there was
1: no remake in my mind
2: <laughs> right. that was a completely <laughs> different fair.
1: movie That's that they just happened to call total, total recall. recall by accident <laughs> Right. if for no other reason yes. yeah
2: um you know, the taxi drivers were those uh, machi- movie. machine guys, right? Yeah. yeah. Th- those blow up at some point. Right? <laughs> like,
1: just- they turn on the people in the car, Yeah, that, I think is what you're saying. Yeah,
2: and then they're yeah. like, have a nice day. And yeah. I
1: like I like the idea of the, uh, the moral dilemma of it, because what you have to do is program it in case something happens and it has to make a choice. Right. Like, uh, you know, potentially injure the driver or potentially injure pedestrians. Right. What does it do?
2: Right, so is it going to be more Kirk, or is it going to be more Spock? Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I want it to be Bones. Yes. Yeah, I think we all <laughs> right. want that. I think we all want that. Uh, the MTV Video Music Awards. Dry. Last night. Uh, you didn't watch uh, it? No. <laughs> so I actually... Well, you weren't watching that or Game of Thrones. What were you doing?
2: Uh, what Endeavor was on PBS, which is uh, the prequel to Inspector Morse. So, and it's actually anomaly. it's well done it's yeah. really good i'm into mysteries especially british mysteries um yeah.
1: and british mystery prequels apparently yes, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> how did they set up this mystery <laughs> mm.
2: it's really cool they take they take a young morse uh through cuz inspector morse itself you already saw him in his uh latter years yeah so it's like his younger years of being uh, okay and, uh still it takes place at oxford yeah and still a lot of murdering i gotta
1: to imagine well yeah oxford is known for, <laughs> for its murder incredibly right? high murder rate yeah
2: yeah i think when you think oxford the first thing you think is murder rate yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i read through something about like everything you need to know about the vmas and i was scrolling through that last night and i was like wow i'm old i don't like there's three names on here i know
1: you recognize yeah
2: yeah which, then, then the then the conversation in my head of like, do I go catch up or do I just get set in my ways?
1: <laughs> like, I am. I feel like I listen to enough new music uh, that I'm good with that sort of thing. So I was never much of a. Other than when I was a kid, I was never much on the pop music stuff. Okay. And I feel like MTV really fashions itself. Even if it's an alternative artist, it's really just a pop artist right. yeah. in disguise.
2: Yeah. I, so
1: I'm, I'm good with not knowing that stuff.
2: Oh, good. Then I feel better. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. And maybe that's just me, you know, trying to justify it in my head so I don't feel so old myself.
2: Yeah. I just, I'm like, eh.
1: Yeah. But you're younger than me, so you're fine. <laughs> uh, sandwiches. Oh, well, cut I, or dry? Or do you cut. like cut I, and dried sandwiches?
2: Yeah. Well, it depends on the kind of sandwich, yeah. I guess. But you usually got to have a little something on there. Yeah. I and mean, peanut butter has jelly.
1: Peanut butter does have jelly.
2: Yeah, um,
1: we're also alone. Right, except for peanut butter.
2: Peanut butter. Yeah, always had the jelly. Uh,
1: so, is that your favorite kind of sandwich? Yeah, PBJ.
2: Yeah, I literally first through twelfth grade, every day PB and J sandwich.
1: So, and you never got sick of it. No. do you change the jelly every day? Is that how you? uh manage? grape
2: jelly. Grape
1: jelly, just grape jelly. Straight
2: up grape jelly.
1: I like that. That's like the. Um, uh, who it was? Uh, President Obama who would always have the same breakfast every day to keep his decision-making abilities, you know, a little bit fresher. Right. So that's good, that's what you did. Yeah, yeah. So that's why you did so well in school, Right. because of PBJ.
2: Yes, PBJ right. all the way.
1: And now, how about locally sourced sandwiches? What's uh, a favorite place or a favorite sandwich of yours?
2: That's a great question. Thank you. Um,
1: I do this for a living once a week for two <laughs> okay, hours.
2: cool. Uh, yeah, where do I go for a good sandwich? Um, wow. I'm trying to even think where I would go for a good sandwich. Cause usually I'm like, Ooh, I'll go to like taco China for a good taco. Sure.
1: Or. Um, is taco a sandwich?
2: Is it? I don't, I mm. don't know. I mean, Dex. Well, so like I, when I was, uh, I graduated from Rollins as an undergraduate mm-hmm. and back in back in those days, uh, off of Fairbanks and Holt, uh Holt backed up to a Dexter's on Fairbanks. That was the original Dexters. Yep. That's where I would go get it is now locally. the bookstore. Right. Yes. Because for a long time they tried to have it be other things and then Rollins, no, I guess, finally no. bought it or whatever and or owned it and then stopped leasing it. The it.
1: challenge was the parking. There wasn't right. enough parking there. Yeah.
2: Uh is there ever enough parking no.
1: around here? No. There is definitely not.
2: <laughs> um, so uh, Dexter's used to be like my go-to for sandwiches. Uh, now I'll go to the one sometimes where they are in New England, but um, off New England Avenue. But I don't know. It feels less locally sourced now.
1: Yeah. So feels a little more chainy.
2: Yeah, like I used to be able to sit at the bar and the owner would be there, and I had a tab that I pay once a month. They don't. Yeah. Yeah. That's it mm. not- um,
1: they were a lot more trusting, yeah. or you were a lot more uh well I trustworthy
2: li- my apartment literally was right behind it so uh, okay, like, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, I'm right there <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. very nice uh how about the beach
2: i love to it's a it's a cry, okay yeah i uh love to look at it
1: that's a dry <laughs> that's one hundred percent a dry people try to get away with this. On the show, and be like, apologize. again, the beach doesn't listen to this show.
2: It's beautiful. It's the sand here I, okay, uh, yep,
1: yep, let's go through the stuff. okay. How about the sand? Do you like the sand?
2: um up to a certain point?
1: No, That's a no, <laughs> do you like the heat and the sun?
2: no, I do not like the beach in the summer, okay. I will go on the beach in the winter. I also it drives me crazy. In New Smyrna and Daytona that we're allowed to drive on the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tend to like, I just, it just, and I, it drives me nuts. So I avoid it. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah I'm going to go dry okay. on that one for you. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and sign you that. Okay. How about a cobbler? The dessert, not the person who fixes your shoes. Oh, I'll,
2: yeah, that's, that's a cut. I'll, that's a cut. It's, it's a good cobbler, yeah. yeah it's
1: a, oh, what makes a good cobbler?
2: Just someone who knows how to make one, I oh, guess. The, yeah.
1: <laughs> like, the, the fact that somebody else made it yeah. makes it a good cobbler.
2: That and, yeah, that and they yeah. know what they're doing. Okay, yeah. good,
1: good. All right, so we've got some questions. Thank you for that. We've got some questions from past guests for you. Oh. So could you pick pink or green? I'll, I'll go with you. pink. Okay, your perspective on traveling via the railroad, uh, currently versus historically. So what do you think about traveling uh, via the railroad right now? And what do you think of it, you know, way back in the day?
2: I feel like way back in the day, they got a much better, well, depending what class you were in, right? I mean, it's always better for the upper class to have the
1: experience like uh murder on the orient express that sort of thing was like a fun
2: right minus the murdering but yeah uh, yeah yeah Yeah, i
1: mean you're going to and from oxford so you have
2: to be careful um yeah so i think the it was i think that fancier and at least in my head more Mm -hmm. fun now it's um i'm sixth grade fifth and sixth grade we had a it you take a trip to Williamsburg in fifth grade and sixth grade, you do to Washington D.C. Oh yeah, I did that. And they made us ride the train.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It was miserable. Yeah, even as a fifth or sixth grader, you know those kids Which should are resilient. Be slightly
1: more exciting, right? Yeah,
2: yeah miserable form yeah. of travel. I haven't been on a train. I mean, other than like subway, kind of traveling and like a long distance true train. train. I hear like though in Canada and stuff, they have really cool train experiences that you can go and like instead of a cruise ship you do like a train
1: yeah well can- canada does everything better right <laughs> i mean i'm canadian so oh, okay, let me put that out okay. there Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
2: all right so yeah um yeah I, My, in my head the perspective is that the old timey whimy way was a much more pleasant way to travel versus now is the tra- i would assume the train industry just like the bus industry has a lot to
1: offer <laughs>
2: compete against yeah. fix and compete against. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Fuck, yes. so, you know, airlines are doing such a good job with I mean, that experience. It's just, I, I want to fly all the time. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, thank you very much. Let's play another song. Okay. I appreciate that, Lauren. We're going to get to everything lib Theater. We're going to get to know you a little bit better. We've got Bad business ideas coming yeah. up because you're a business owner. Right. And so you can help with these. I'm sure you've got plenty of time to run one of them. Oh, yeah. Whichever one you choose.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, it'll, it'll be... I uh, already started the sewing business as we were just oh, talking the solar, here. Oh, yeah, the solar-powered sewing yeah. machines?
1: the sewing machines that's, are... You know what that's good for, too, is after the apocalypse. Yes. Solar-powered everything. I mean, it really is. We're going to need clothes. Right. I think. Maybe. Or I mean, yeah, Maybe events. if there's a zombie the right. apocalypse, maybe not... Okay, so we're going to hear from Rilo Kiley. It's almost the end of August, so let's hear a song called August. Awesome. On WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, you're listening to a certain degree. Rilo Kiley with August on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was from Take Offs and Landings, plural, thank you. And I don't know if I mentioned this, but the first song that we played at the top of the hour was Bruce McCullough with a song called Answering Machine from his amazing, amazing album called Shame-Based Man. If you're a fan of Kids in the Hall, if you're a fan of improv, if you're just a fan of comedy, if you like things, I think that covers everybody. You should just go out and buy that album. Good morning, my name is Nick. This is To a Certain Degree on WPRK, Warner Park, Florida. My guest today, Lauren Morris from AdLib Theater Hello. Company. Adlib company theater. Adlib
2: theater company. Company, yeah. Theater. or theater. adlib theater.
1: Adlib theater. R e. Yes. If you're looking it up. Yes. Yeah, because uh, it's theatra.
2: That and uh, the the R e also can signify that you didn't have like a permanent home, and so you would oh, kind of okay. do things, and also just to annoy people. I <laughs> like. I love it. You know, like hey, you didn't look it up right. So like when I. Do all the tags. I also have to put in all the
1: spellings. The E-R, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's more annoying for you. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, let me tell you something about the show. I usually, everything's scripted on okay, the show. Like, great. that whole segment that we just went through. Yes. The 20 questions, that was all scripted. D- was I so, picking
2: up my lines fast enough?
1: Yeah, no, it was great. Okay. So, this is what I have for this segment. I, I wrote nothing down. Great. It's a blank page. I'm showing Lauren a blank page. We're not reading any script right now. Right. Um, looked at Lauren. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, So that wasn't part of a script or any kind of staging. uh, So, sorry. What I wanted to talk about was improv. Yes. Obviously. So it's not something that I'm great at. I feel much more comfortable having a script in front of me. Okay. Or having at least talking points. Sure. So how did you get into improv and why was it something that you decided to, because you kind of switched careers.
2: Right. Um, So I fell in love with improv actually when I was, young and in high school uh and then my first uh and then played around with it in my first few years of college but um we have we have youth behind us but we uh let things like fear and ego get in the way and absolutely i ended up having a really bad um audition once like who doesn't? And I was like, "Well, I'm out." <laughs>
1: <laughs> and <I'll just laughs> I tried it, uh, and I will, I'm done. I was just
2: like, "I'll just gotta go do my own thing." Plus, um, this, do, you know, who goes into the arts? That's not that's not logical.
1: Uh, so you use that uh, sort of stereotypical starving artist sort of. Um, uh, theory to tr- t- help talk yourself out of it, and right. Justify and move away from it.
2: Yeah, and then when I landed up, uh, and then I came back to or- Orlando and I was at Rollins. We like, there was actually no such thing as the Rollins Improv Players when uh, I was right. here. So, um, so I like I was kind of just dabbled in using it with sort of my life and what I was doing, but uh, once. We're going to get a little down, so sorry. One, so I have uh, I have children. Mm-hmm. and my middle As we one, all do yeah, sometimes. Right, some, yeah, or aren't we all at some point? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think so. My uh, middle son actually has a very rare medical condition. And um, through that, uh, I would work with a lot of families, and I'd always give the advice of, like, you have to have something that keeps defining who you are. In addition to your family unit being a parent with a child who has either disabilities or um, life-threatening illnesses or delve, develop. I do a lot of work with developmental disabilities and whatnot. Right. So,
1: because as the as the parent, you could fall into that. Your entire existence revolves around taking care of that person, right? right. And so
2: you're you're a parent and a caregiver, and. Um, it's not fun hanging out with moms who only don't do anything else other. I mean, and I get it, and I'm totally empathetic to it, and I know, it's, but... It's
1: got to be difficult to learn that and not feel selfish.
2: Right. Right. So, I kept giving this, and I was like, you- I would give this advice, but guess who wasn't doing it? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so- was it you? Yeah, it was okay. me. Yeah. I knew it.
2: I was like, well, I should. I need to go back to then my first love, and that's comedy uh, comedy has been a big part of my life, my entire life. Um, my dad was kind enough to take me to Saturday night live when I was 16 and you're supposed to be 18, but he, he was like, ah, they won't back in the, they won't ask cause, uh, you're with me. Uh, so it's always been a big part of who I am. So I finally jumped back into it. Um, and because it'd been so long, I needed to just Uh, brush back up on my skills so Uh I went over and studied at the Annoyance Theater and Bar in uh, Chicago with the legendary McNapier Um, studied over at IOS with Paul Valancourt who started that theater and he had studied directly from Del Close who's the founder uh, one of the founders of I.O. and the whole long form movement Uh Um, and started going back to festivals and started brushing back up and plugging myself back in and then uh, got back to the point where I needed to um, be doing it consistently, and even now we we have we had a very small indie scene, like an independent improv scene, and I ended up getting uh, really involved with that and, and had a group for a long time. But I was also starting to people were asking me to start teaching workshops, mm-hmm. and come doing stuff, and lo and behold. Um, Based on the fact that I have uh, a master's degree that required me to always be teaching uh, in the academic world, and teaching is also just part of who I've always been, um, teaching improv became really easy to me, and it became yeah, it's got to be a super, transition, yeah, yeah. And a super passion for me. And I was getting enough requests of like, we want more, we want more. That I was like, well, then you're talking about a whole training program. <laughs> and if you're talking about a whole training program, then you're talking about a theater. Um,
1: Right, because you need a space to do it in.
2: Right, and then if you're going to, especially the type of improv, because just like in the dance world or any arts world, there are different approaches and takes and forms. And um, I take more of the Chicago style and L.A. style of long-form improv. And since no one in town is doing sort of that style you need to be seeing that consistently so if i'm going to be teaching it then we also need a theater so people can be watching it and or experiment with it and or have a place they can fail at it and i stayed and i was like you're talking about opening a theater and i don't know and i and i just kind of pushed it off and pushed it off until finally um about three and a half years ago was like all right i guess i'm doing this now (laughs) and uh i'm lucky enough to have some really great friends and mentors Uh, so um my really good friend like i said paul Valencourt, who's in la he helped create the original curriculum with me Mm -hmm. and um we launched and we didn't have a space originally we sublet out of uh, a music studio and then we used the winter park community center for shows once a month and within a year we went to having my own dedicated space and shows every week and classes being graduated and now doing crazy things like improv marathons and
1: that was this past weekend
2: yes so um so yeah that's and and now um i travel a lot teaching actually at a lot of festivals um and performing at Literally all over both the world and the country, uh, both the country and the world at large.
1: Both the world and the country, I think. Yeah, yeah, is the yeah, right is way. The right put way. Put both yeah. the world
2: and this country. And this country. Yeah.
1: And so, let me ask you about this because I think about when I think about improv, it's obviously a push to get up on stage and get in front of people and not be afraid to fail. Right. But you learn that by failing.
2: You have to fail.
1: Yeah. Right. And so, I was thinking about what brought me out of my shell because I was just terribly shy uh, growing up. I, I barely wanted to talk to people. I would barely go out and, you know, interact with people if I could avoid it.
2: I still don't like to do that.
1: It was, I was, I had my nose in a book. <laughs> right. um, and then luckily the internet wasn't around because I don't know that I'd ever would have come out at the time, but the, um, or come out of the house. Right. If yeah. You will. yeah. 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 <laughs> so the idea was that, uh, or I ended up uh, starting to do and tutor math over at Embry-Riddle. And so, in the math lab, because I knew all the answers, math for whatever reason up to Calc 3 came very easy for me. I know. I know.
2: Oh, only Calc
1: 3? Only Calc 3. <laughs> well, Calculus 3, uh, Matrix Algebra, you know, that sort of thing.
2: Sure. Everybody yeah. knows that. Yeah yeah, 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 But it was also
1: teaching it was came very easy to me because I understood what the challenges were for people and I was able to, to help them with that. And within that space, I... I felt like like I could talk to anybody, I could crack jokes, I could do all of those things, uh, but I couldn't fail because I always knew the answer. I always knew how to get the answer. So I always thought that that was kind of interesting that maybe if I had been introduced to improv earlier, like that would have made me think about it a little bit differently, but that stuck with me for a long time until I started doing radio and I started doing some other things where I realized that, yeah, if I mess up, it's not the end of the world. Right. Uh, and I'll learn from it and maybe something else will come out of it so when you're teaching people how difficult is that process and is there that kind of aha moment where they get it where people just go especially in a corporate environment where they just go okay this is fine if I'm doing this so uh,
2: in the corporate it's harder to get the people in corporate environments to uh, accept that Um, the first thing I think that's really important is to uh, set up the environment upon which it's okay to fail so uh, creating that container that classroom uh, working laboratory if you will where there's this like once you walk through these doors this is the safest place to express myself um, there's a judgment free zone I, I really uh, like that first day of level uh, we call it AT1 uh, um, and, and then I reinforce it all throughout of like we're going to make a pact with one another that we're not judging each other. And in fact, the people we judge the, the most are ourselves and we really need to start letting up on our inner critic. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to go through how we can do that and uh, letting go of fear. Cause a lot of times fear is what stops us, right? Like that little lizard brain starts to come up and be like, you can't do this. And I constantly remind people that the environment they're in is the safest place to fail because this is this this is a working lab. It's under the most, sa- it's the safest conditions that you can fail. So if you can learn how your body responds to failure and to pressure, like I'm always putting you under pressure, but in the safest way and in the safest environment. Mm-hmm. But you have to constantly be checking in with yourself uh, from a physiological standpoint. Um, so I, I'll use like a lot of like... Uh, i actually put up on the first day like there's a a bullseye if you will and like the blue circle is like our complete comfort zone and then like the green is like well we're comfortable but we're stretching it and then there's the red and if you're in red you're not going to receive any information because you're just you're you're in flight or flight mode and so my job is to get you um i don't want you between blue and green i want you right there at green and red so that you can start to check in with yourself and figure out what it is you're doing that puts you in that response. And then through that, and we do that with a lot of fun, stupid improv exercises. Mm-hmm. And they're and I call them stupid on purpose. Like, be a monkey, you know? Like, we're playing, right? But through this power of play, we're stretching ourselves into new territories that we didn't know was possible for ourselves. And then also knowing how re- how we respond under pressure. So... We always get, improvisers get a lot like, you're so fast on your feet. Right. It's a trained, it's a trained yeah, it's muscle. a right?
1: trained response. Yeah. Right.
2: Because we've learned to take the filter away and push our, our red zone. Cause when you, when sh- you're red zone, you're going to shut down. So you can't respond as quickly. So super simple improv games where I'm like, word association. I say a word, you say a word. It's amazing to watch people stop, think, and come up with a word and then my job is to push them to not do that and by the time they've gone through that whole process they're now able to get to that word a little faster and their brain is learning like oh i cannot shut down completely i can start to respond
1: Um, is it to a certain extent is it like uh learning a new language for people
2: i feel like it is learning a new language especially with um especially with the approach i take because there's a whole new vocabulary Uh especially with people who are coming a big part of improvising is the performance piece right so we get a lot of people who are like well i'm just here to be a better speaker or i'm just here to be faster on my feet or i just uh i need to be better at presenting you know my work sent me here but that's all performances you're performing even though you're not under stage and lights and that those performance conditions are also super stressful so I'm not only teaching you all this improv, but I'm probably teaching you stagecraft, mm-hmm. and so you are absolutely learning a new language. You're learning the language of theater and the learn the language of um, improv. And I always talk about like because uh, I, I classes to me they're like working ensembles, and they have to have a working. I always say we're going to have a working vocabulary lexicon, and we're going to go through that via a variety of exercises, and then what those define, and then how we use those. So the way I may say something. In class, or the may I may call a certain edit may not be called that outside of ad lib,
1: right, right, right.
2: Yeah, so there's definitely. I I think it's not only is it like learning a l- new language, you are learning a new language.
1: I think that would apply to people who are looking at it probably a little more professionally. Who are going to go train at ad lib and then go do something at Second City and then go do you know something else, right? But for those people who are just coming in who say thought in their head oh all i want to learn is this right without realizing well the foundation of that is really this this and this right and and it's like that triangle
2: yes uh and uh and and in fact we actually we uh my whole approach is something called the triangle of the scene, interestingly enough. Um, so
1: <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> wink, 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 wink. Come on, uh, everybody's got a triangle. Everyone, um, has, everyone a triangle. has a triangle right. these
2: days. I mean, Link had a triangle, yep. and Yep,
1: that uh, business idea is this one big triangle, triangle. <laughs> pyramid <laughs> it's scheme. It's a pyramid scheme yeah. for
2: sure. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, um, I love getting people who've come in thinking they're getting one thing and they're gonna get that, but they're also getting a whole lot lot more. And they may not go beyond that level one, which is fine. Um,
1: Get a taste of it, try it out, and and, see if you want to move on.
2: Right, and build some confidence, and Mm -hmm. and you will walk out of there at the very least, you've had, um, you've carved out two and a half hours dedicated solely to you. And that's really important for a lot of people too. So even if you feel like, and I would challenge you that you haven't that you've learned something but even if you feel like that ah, i didn't learn anything in this no but you at least made some space and some time for yourself yeah yeah all
1: right very good well let's leave it at that we'll come back and talk a little bit about uh your journey uh education wise okay and then we're almost at the bottom of the hour time goes very quickly
2: yes when
1: you have such wonderful people to talk to well, as you do
2: yes I as, do. thank as you you do right yes now. yeah
1: yes yeah so we'll play some Galactic right now. Uh, this is Church on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. My guest is Lauren Morris from AdLib Theater. <music> Galactic on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was Church from their album Coolin' Off. We're coolin' off here on To a Certain Degree. You're listening To a Certain Degree on WPRK. My name is Nick.
2: I'm Lauren. Hey, Lauren.
1: Hey. Good to see you again. Yes. Thanks for being here. Coming out this early. Drinking yeah. some coffee yeah. with me. Yeah.
2: Just
1: chatting some chats. Chatting
2: some chats. Ch- chatting Justice League.
1: Chatting Justice yeah. League with Lauren Nick. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's not a <laughs> that's, good no. show. No. At all. It's not our fault, hey, though. let's talk about you a little bit more. Because I know everybody likes talking about themselves. Nobody likes talking about themselves more than, you know, people. Right.
2: Yeah. I think is I,
1: it's, Okay. Coming out of high school. Yeah. You went to Indiana State? Indiana University. Indiana University. Thank you.
2: Yes, that's where I started.
1: And then you ended up here at Rollins College. I did. Sociology degree.
2: Sociology. Shout out to all my professors who retired.
1: Yes. (laughs) Just them. (laughs) Right. Just them. Okay. And then you went and did your master's. Let me ask you, uh, you decided to do your master's, library science, or library information studies. Thank you. Uh, And then... um, uh, what advice would you have for people coming out of high school now? Like, what did you learn from that experience? Regardless of when it was, I think there's always lessons to be learned.
2: Right. right? Um, If it's, I think there's a few things. One is, um, if something isn't what you thought it would be, that's okay. Um, It's also okay to um change and recognize so one of the things that i really struggled with at iu uh was classrooms that had like 300 people in them Uh um i was drowning like i needed i needed a professor who looked me in the eyes was like did you get your work done um because uh you know at a university that large being held accountable had to you had to be held accountable um and i wasn't really good at that I was having way too much fun to go to class. What is that for? Nature? Yeah. Um, so I think so. You
1: needed to be shamed into doing stuff, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Eventually, and then and then becomes habit. You're like, oh no, I actually once I actually came here and found sociology, I had no problems finishing my work because I really enjoyed it. Right. Um. So I think. It's, it's, you have to dabble in taking all of those different classes. That's why those first two years, where they're like, you don't have to have a major and you really should be taking a lot of different classes. I think that's important. Um, I feel like a lot of people now want to come out of high school with already two years of credits because of financial reasons.
1: It's free. You can do your dual enrollment. Right. So you could even earn your AA, basically. Yeah. For free. And
2: I get all of that but there you're also missing out on exploring and falling into something you might really enjoy. Um, so I think like a few, like enjoy the four year college experience. Like don't, if that's the track you're on and that's the other thing is like, it's okay to not be on that track. Maybe you really know that you want, like some people love fixing and doing right. And, um,
1: college isn't for everybody.
2: Right. Yeah. And, and so then that's fine too. Like don't, Find your passion. Uh, but
1: <laughs> well, let me ask you this, because you ended up in a completely different... So you right. did sociology, which I think is applicable everywhere, all right. over the place. So, uh, But then you did a very specific master's degree, right? because you felt like, this is the path that I'm going down. So
2: by the time I got to my senior year, there was a few things that were uh, um, obvious to me. That was, one, I could churn out a 35-page paper in no time and enjoy doing it. Two, I loved having to find information because when I would there was no uh, when I was in grad school Google was just emerging mm-hmm. so there was no um, asking Siri or whatnot right, right? so right. Uh, the challenge or at least not
1: reliably at that time
2: right so the challenge of finding information and not just for myself but for other people um, I loved
1: that satisfying
2: yeah all yeah. of those things so those things were becoming apparent to me and I and I loved just the whole academic environment Mm -hmm. um maybe because we're that academic environment means i don't have to deal with maybe the real world you know because in our own little academic bubbles a lot of people are thinking the same and we all have our bubbles, right yeah so um so it made a lot of sense for me to go into something where that's what i would be doing day in and day out is is finding that information and helping others either get excited about their information or at the very least get what they needed finished Mm -hmm. um and then the information science part of it was really cool because back back in those days librarians were the ones who created websites and uh first round of like i knew original html code and all of that kind of stuff so that was really cool to be on the cutting edge of those kind of things and then watching people be like wait i can go onto my computer to find this Mm -hmm. yeah so um but i didn't know that up until my senior year of college so but and it was taking all the classes and 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 it's really hard i mean it's hard to tell someone who's you know in the early 20s of like enjoy your philosophy class because this is the time when you get to question things um, and well, I, and
1: in many ways you get to fail right like you get to make mistakes in these classes you do especially the ones where there is no right answer right you know take an art class even if you have no intention of being an artist or a theater class yes and go out there and find your way because I feel like again with that sort of uh, math experience that I had I always felt like I had to have the right answer right And so it took me a while to get comfortable with failing and, you know, going out there and putting myself out a little bit.
2: And and failing. Yeah. College is a great time to fail. Again, another safe environment that's been set up. Right. Like for students. And yes. um, Not fail
1: in the sense of failing Like getting F in your calculus
2: class because that's not cool. But let's say you fail a calculus test.
1: Yeah, that's totally not fine.
2: the end of the world. Go talk Call to me. Your tu- I'll tutor right, you. Right, exactly. Yeah. Now, here's an, instead of being like, oh my God, I'm failing, here's an opportunity for me to um, figure out what it is that I'm not cracking the code on. And you may never crack the code. I never did well in calculus. Mm-hmm. But then you're also going to, through having to have a tutor or whatnot, you're actually going to meet new people, which may open the doors to something else you didn't know was happening. So um, I think a lot of times as college students, we land up panicking because we're not fulfilling what the right track is instead of being like wait this is an opportunity to also maybe find something else i didn't even know was going to be on nope. the other side of the door
1: i'm um, with you on that let's leave it there we've got a couple of commercials to play we're going to hear a song uh from they might be giants afterwards and uh then bad business ideas
2: oh bad business ideas.
1: so stay tuned to a certain degree awesome on wprk with lauren morris and nick i'm not gonna say my last name because it's really long They might be giants on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was Doctor Worm. He's not a real doctor, but he is a real worm. My name is Nick. I am.
2: Are his parents okay with that?
1: Yeah, his oh, parents okay. are fine. Parents are t- very cool. Okay. Parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lauren Morris is here with me. Uh, you're listening to a certain degree. We're here every week from seven to nine. I'm here every week from seven to nine. I have a guest here every week from seven to nine on Mondays. It's the best show on this station at this time. Oh. Yeah, I didn't know if you knew that. No, I didn't. Yeah. That's exciting. It wasn't voted in the Best of Orlando Weekly, but I like to think of it that way. Uh, speaking of Best of, Lauren, it's time for some bad business ideas. Okay. Bad business ideas. It's time to be just one. It's going to be totally legal. We hope it won't hurt anyone. So come on and- Yes, Bad Business Ideas. It's the comic sands of startups. Oh. Yeah. So before we get to your ideas, you're going to have two choices and a, like a lovely dinner menu. You have to choose one. Uh, you're going to have to choose one. I'm not sure if that was a good analogy. I don't know what dinner has to do with it. They might have to be food related, uh, but I wanted to talk a little bit about improv okay. and embracing. Yes. Sure. So I'm always looking for new ways to come up with ideas, uh, bad business or otherwise, and I was like, what if, what if I did embrace yes? And what if I looked at something specifically like uh, phrases with no in it mm-hmm. and turned those around? Oh, fun. Phrases and cliches that have no. What if we make them yes phrases? So, for example, no skin off my nose. Why not? Let's take some skin off noses if people want that with a fast casual chain of elective surgery clinics. Oh. Yeah. No rest for the wicked. Hey, Maybe they wouldn't be so wicked if they got some rest. So how about a boutique line of hotels catering specifically to evil people and villains? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Uh, Make Bones About It could be a uh, chicken wings and ribs restaurant. Not worth a hill of beans. Guess what, Lauren? I don't know if you know this. People need beans. They do. I don't know if they need an entire hill of beans, but they need some. It's got to be worth something. And spilt milk. Why shouldn't you cry?
2: Why shouldn't you cry?
1: Yeah, I don't know what kind of business that would be, but we're either spilling milk or we're providing tissues if you do.
2: I I feel like...
1: It's like a tissue Uber type of scenario.
2: Ooh, a tissue Uber.
1: Like, if you need tissues, we'll get them to you.
2: Right, yeah. Or um, we come in and spill the milk for you.
1: Yeah, and show you there's nothing to cry about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Lauren, may I call you Lauren? Sure. Great. Space.
2: Final front no, no, oh. there's a
1: limited amount of it. <laughs> oh, okay. Tiny houses, uh, are they a good use of space?
2: <sighs> are they?
1: <laughs> um, or are they a popular trend that people are jumping on, like the bandwagon that we can also jump on? But we're jumping to the beat of a different drummer. Oh. That's a terrible analogy as well. Tiny houses have become very popular very quickly. You know, there's television shows about it. There's this whole idea that... You know, you're going to simplify your life. You're going to get a place that's cheaper, obviously, because it's tiny. And then the idea is that you're not going to want to spend any time there. You're going to go out and live life, or maybe it's on wheels and you can take it different places. Great, great reasons all for buying a tiny home. But it turns out they're not for everyone,
2: especially the family who has six children. As it turns
1: out, yeah. Like if you have 200 square feet and a couple of kids, you're not going to, things are not going to go well.
2: Do, and, have you ever watched any of those shows by the way like a little bit yeah tiny yeah, yeah. house hunters kind of yeah. thing and every time they walk in they're like it's so tiny
1: yeah that's <laughs> what we're doing here uh, you might turn out to be claustrophobic you don't know when you're buying this you could have trouble parting with your stuff let's say you still have a you know a storage unit with a lot of your stuff because you couldn't part with it right it's ridiculous then you have all this added stress of that stuff over there and you have to go switch it out so, it's not so much as a, a, of a housing bubble with these types of properties, tiny houses specifically. It's more of a mental breakdown bubble.
2: Oh, is so that what we provide the spilled nook?
1: That's the type of bubble that we love at a new company called House Troll. Oh. So, think of the majestic vulture just circling around, waiting to complete the circle of life. What's more awe-inspiring than that? Uh,
2: not much. I not mean, much? Well, that's I us. Mean, yeah, yeah. That's
1: us at House Troll. We're going to hang outside of tiny houses waiting to see, like we know when the people bought it. We're just waiting to see if they lose it and they want to sell it maybe a little bit cheaper than what they bought it for because they want to get the heck out of the tiny house. So we might leave some pamphlets around. We might go and talk to them, see how they're doing. If We can get the tiny house at a fraction of the cost they paid for it, turn it around, sell it to somebody else who may only live there for a month and then we can buy it again, even cheaper.
2: We should go beyond that and also provide uh, services such as mental health counselors. So we have people on retainers for that.
1: But they might then stay in the tiny house. Then we don't get the tiny house.
2: Oh, they have to have left the tiny house before we provide the services.
1: Oh, I see. (laughs) Sell it to us. Oh, and as an added bonus, you can get six weeks of therapy. Right.
2: And then if you'd like to rent from us again, we will talk about doing that, but we'll also take away the mental health counseling. Yeah. And then...
1: I like where you're going yeah. with this. And then it's
2: just like a cycle of this. Yeah, cycle. Yeah, and yeah. then you don't have to find new people necessarily.
1: You just have them in this awful cycle. Yeah. Wow.
2: And what if you owned perhaps like um, some sort of interim housing that they could rent from as they're going through their so therapy to bigger. side? Yeah. Yeah. And then once they feel like they can move back in. But we own that. Yeah. And that we're they're also making also money it off us. that. Yeah.
1: And then we buy the tiny house and rent it back to them. Right. Yep. I love it. I love everything about it. You might be the right person for this job, obviously. So, but wait. There's more. There's more. Yeah, but hang on. Uh, House Troll, we have a tagline. Get your sanity back at 20 cents on the dollar.
2: Oh, I like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, so that's House Troll. We're going to move on to letter number B, if I can figure out how to use the device that I'm currently using. So, right now, I'm just stalling while I try to bring up the stuff that I'm going to bring up. Crowds. Nobody likes them. But for some small businesses, they can be beneficial. For example, I was at the Big Bang Bazaar this weekend, and, you know, you have a lot of local artisans and artists making stuff, and what happens is it feels like when somebody's at a table, it's much easier for more people to go there, because they see somebody there, they're like, oh, that's cool, somebody else is there, I don't have to be the first one and make eye contact and those sorts of things. So you don't have anybody at your table and then it's actually, it feels like less traffic comes to you. So you always want a crowd there. So what am I proposing? Actors that'll go up and kind of try to seed people to get to your table. No, cause that would be unethical and really, really expensive. I would imagine.
2: It depends. Are they building their reel? Cause if you're getting yeah, actors oh, who are building, building their the reel, reel, they might do it for you. You
1: get your cod, It could also be embarrassing. What's another indication of a business's health? This time, more of a brick-and-mortar location.
2: Well, do they have a door?
1: They have a door. That's good. I
2: mean, right? Because if... if
1: they- There's already door companies, though, so we're not going to take over that that uh, line or that uh, vertical.
2: Are we Are we trying... Oh, so we're trying What's to What's an attract-
1: indication that, oh, that looks like a place that uh, is good, is reputable. I
2: see. So, like, a lot of cars in the parking lot? A lot of
1: cars in the parking okay. lot. Oh, my gosh. Right. We're so on the same okay. level. Unless there's a chain you recognize, you want to see a couple other cars there, right? Right. Like you don't want to be the only person there, or maybe it's just the one place. So again, you can't just rent a bunch of cars. That gets expensive. Uh, Again, unethical, really, really expensive. And it could be a social media viral sensation. uh, Not the good kind, if you're caught lying. Or it would be if it wasn't for our new company, which is called Play Your Cars Right, how do we make a full parking lot affordable? By making the cars inflatable. Oh. Yeah. In the tradition of the wavy arms guy, Play Your Cars Right provides one or more very realistic inflatable cars that you can deploy with a flick of a switch. Maybe it's an app. Maybe you just want boom, 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 boom. But nobody can see this, but I'm flicking switches. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> and radio. it's the fraction of the cost of real cars because they're inflatable. Now, ethical dilemma is taken care of. You know why? No. Because these are inflatable cars. They're not gasoline powered. We're not hurting the environment. They're air powered. Right. So if anything, we're doing the environment a uh, really nice thing. Not sure if that's a way to say it, but we're really ethical. So it makes up for the lack of ethics in terms of trying to trick people. Sure. By being super environmentally conscious and friendly.
2: Do we put enough in the parking lot that they can also have an experience, like a bounce house experience?
1: Oh, they could. Just jump from one to the other? Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, I think that's, so there's a couple of other ways we can go with this. So there's the bounce house solution. Okay. If somebody just wants to rent them or do something along those lines. There's also, if you've ever uh, driven down a highway, as some of us have, I don't want to brag, I have driven down a highway before.
2: Yeah. Uh, I have too.
1: Okay, great. Okay, great. So what happens when you see that highway patrol uh, vehicle in the middle or on the side?
2: Well, a few things. You probably slow down.
1: Slow down. So what if we could help the highway patrol by just creating these inflatable vehicles? They could pop up. They know that this is a dangerous intersection. People tend to go fast around this time. It's starting when traffic pop up that little car or that full-size car. And then you're good to go. Right. So there's a lot of different ways we can go with this business. A lot of legs. Okay. A lot of tires. right? Yes, a lot of tires. Uh, Now, starting out, we probably, I mean, one of the things you'll have to do, because there are no, I I looked this up, I spent about three minutes Googling this Mm. uh, last night uh, around 3 a.m. So this morning around 3, right before I got here. Great. Basically, I don't sleep before the show. Oh, okay. I don't know if you know this. I, you know, was just waiting for you.
2: Oh, right. Great
1: just waiting just waiting for you to talk about these ideas with uh but so there aren't any of those cars out there so you're gonna have to develop that technology as part of play your cars right and so at first what we might be able to do is just do balloon cars so the balloon animal people
2: are we gonna hire people who do balloon animals yeah okay
1: i mean at least at first so
2: we're job creators also
1: yeah oh 100 okay great 100 percent. locally we're, creating we're, jobs locally too. Yeah, right. we're providing a stimulus to the economy mm-hmm. by getting people into new businesses, and maybe they're not great businesses, but we're helping them stay open, right? So, by providing the cars, we've got the balloon animals. Yes, uh, artists. They're artists. Oh, they're animals. artists. Yes, yeah, I would an art. say that. Uh, And so, that's probably not great for the environment because of all the rubber and oh, the air that they're using, right? Uh, but yeah, so what can we do? We until we develop the technology. Which again, we'd have to hire some people to do that, right? So you need car designers, you need uh, you need inflation technicians.
2: Yes, I would
1: imagine, right? Uh, and other people of that nature. Yeah,
2: uh, I mean, are they?
1: We should come up with some are they names. Pre
2: pre painting this, or are they paint? No, yeah, it they would be, yeah.
1: Or? So we would have to. Are they going to be? We probably have all? to get some licensing, yeah, from the car manufacturers because right. we don't want to just pop up a Volvo, right? That doesn't sound great right. in any situation.
2: No, uh, yeah. Right. I mean, and also, what, uh, who, what kind of clients are we attracting with Volvo? Yeah, no. Let's forget
1: Volvo. Right. No offense. I'm I know sorry. Volvo is listening. Yes. <laughs> All of Volvo. All
2: of Volvo. <laughs> so
1: we'll do, can't do Volkswagen because of the diesel uh, scandal. Right. Uh, we'll just go American. Okay. We'll go American. Great. That's safe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is it? But okay. Well, not, well they're not moving. <laughs>
2: That's true. Yeah. Right. So it's
1: relatively speaking. Right. Yeah.
2: I just keep thinking for Pintos, but you know, it's a long time since then. So I get it.
1: I I think so. Right. I think so. I like how you go for the, you know, more recent current events. Yeah. I only pull
2: from current recent events. Yeah. Over the weekend, I made a, uh, I was, uh, I made a, I made a Ricky Lake and Phil Donahue joke. That went over really well.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Pulling it back. Yep. You have two choices. Okay play your cars right yes or house trawl
2: I have to go with house trawl okay I feel like I know more about uh, the tiny house hunting industry from watching the TV show yes yeah Yeah.
1: you don't know much about the inflatable car industry because you know we could we could have started that TV show but house house trawl that's
2: a good point house
1: trawl is still a good option
2: yeah also we just we lend ourselves to having this sort of cycle of endless income Right of in the Who house, out of the house, into the house, out a, of the house. As a
1: as a capitalist, as an entrepreneur, right? Endless income at the cost of somebody's mental health. Yes,
2: and if there's children involved, it's even better because we are <laughs> ruining lives for generations <laughs> that to is come. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That is very
1: dark. Yeah, that is very dark because they're going to have to live somewhere eventually. They do, when on right? Their own. And
2: and you know, sort of, you know, the environment you grow up in, yeah. right? I mean, that's what people do when they're also house hunting in general like oh this reminds me of home so that could be a you know they kind of go for a house yeah. they grew up in
1: well I like it because it's also preparing them for college life in a dorm yes as well
2: absolutely so the
1: original tiny house
2: the dorms probably well, have- I
1: guess the hut is the original tiny house
2: right yeah do, 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 I feel like dorms have more room than tiny homes do
1: so they can't live in the dorms so
2: yeah no they have to bring their own tiny house yeah
1: they have to because it's on wheels
2: right 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 part. and then the college could actually have a piece of land that they rent out for people to park their little tiny home if they can't great. maybe afford the dorm room itself.
1: And the psychology counseling they could just have right. on well, site.
2: Grad students can now get firsthand real world experience. Yeah. Yeah, they can get credit for class.
1: Yeah, I feel like we can get a grant to study this oh, as well.
2: See, that would be great. If, uh or just
1: yeah. endless income all the way around. People right. will throw money at this. Right. So I'm glad you're running with this. So I'll expect a business plan. Absolutely. In a couple of days. Sure. Because I feel like you've already halfway written it. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> great. All right, Lauren, we're going to come back uh, with some music talk. We're going to talk okay. about music. Yeah. Great. Next, uh, after some music, as a matter of fact. So let's listen to da, 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 Alan Amram and the Rough Gems. This is People Like to Talk. That's true. You and I like to talk. We
2: do. Yeah, we do. We like to talk.
1: And with each other. Yes. It works out so it's well. wonderful. You're listening to Certain Degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. And that was Alana Amram, not Alan, Alan Amram, which might be a cousin. Maybe. Yeah. And the Rough Gems, great name. Uh, that was People Like to Talk from the Spring River album. Are they still called albums?
2: I feel like they have to be. Great. Yeah.
1: Great. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to Certain Agree on WPRK. I'm here with Lauren Morris from AdLib Theater. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, so we're going to learn a little bit more about some of the stuff you have coming up. Sure. But one thing I wanted to say is, obviously, you can look up AdLib Theater online. You have Facebook. You have all sorts of the social mediums. You know, Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, but generally, you just plan to, if you're going to attend a show or you want to check it out, uh, for, uh, Saturday nights.
2: Yep, we start eight 8 p.m. So with doors open at 7.30. Shows start at 8
1: uh, and then, as far as classes go, you not only have uh, sort of scheduled classes, 8-week, uh, 12-week, something like that. We
2: actually do 6 weeks.
1: Six week. classes. 6-week. It was a number. I knew it was a right. number of some weeks.
2: Yeah. And it's a five-class training program. And then, sometimes we do electives also. Yeah. And those vary between 4 to 8 weeks.
1: But then, you also have drop-in classes we as well. We do.
2: Every week on Monday nights right now from 7 to 9 p.m. And you can either register online. Yep. Or you can pay at the door if you can't commit that far in advance.
1: So is that, if you're just thinking about doing improv classes, is the Monday night class a good one to drop in on? Um, or Yeah,
2: it's a great low stakes environment. Yeah. Um, it's a rotating faculty. So it's a faculty actually from all over the community. Um, so every week on the social media, I try to announce who will be teaching that week. Mm-hmm. And that teacher usually brings in their own curriculum and it's, geared for all levels so it's a great way to just meet some new people and try some new things and sort of get a sense of what ad lib is um and yeah and and if you don't like it you only paid ten dollars yeah yeah
1: and then you like it you, can, you can
2: keep going and then hang out and yeah, stay. Yeah. yeah absolutely okay good people typically like them so, yeah yeah
1: i feel like going back to the number of weeks that you have classes, I feel like that should be improved as well. Like, you don't know how long it's yeah. going to take. Yeah, you
2: know, I feel like I'd, I actually, there's definitely some classes where I wish we improvised that. We're like, man, eh, it's four to seven. You know what? You guys need 15. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's nice. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. No, it's just funny to me the 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 structure, like thinking about the curriculum and the structure for something like improv, right? But you need that. You do in order to get where you're going with it,
2: right? And a lot of times, especially when people are first learning to be creative, actually having boundaries and structures allows us to be more creative. Yeah, because we know within what boundaries we can do things. Right.
1: Yeah. No, that makes sense. So let's talk about music, but first, uh, I want to talk to the listening audience for a moment. So if we could do that. Hey, guys. Hello. How are you? Did you know that 100% of the DJs here at WPRK are volunteers? 100%. Every single one, there's something like 70 to 100 shows on any given week. They might range from music from India, uh, movie soundtracks. One of our longest running shows has been on 35 years on the weekends. Um, Obviously, a lot of indie music, a lot of talk, sports talk, trivia, all sorts of things. Take a few seconds this week, it doesn't take long, and let the DJs know, not me, but the other DJs know, that you appreciate it. You can call the studios here at WPRK, uh, you can message the DJs at the station's uh, social media channels, or you the, their social media directly, a lot of the DJs have that. So little time, and they will appreciate it. So, Lauren, can I just put you on the spot here? Sure. Uh, people might be reticent to take some time to do that, because, you know, what am I going to say? Hey, what am I going to say? I assume that's how people talk. Uh, So if we could just take a minute just throw out some ideas for those conversations. So I'll be the DJ and you're calling me and then we'll switch. Okay. So these are just some ideas. Great. Uh, Hi, this is WPairK. This is Nick. Hey,
2: Nick. I just wanted to call in and say I really enjoy listening to your show and I'm really grateful that you donate your time to... Make us laugh and have a good time and learn a little something.
1: Oh, thanks. That made my day. Thank you so much. And what's your name? Uh, Lauren. Oh, okay. Thanks, Lauren. Click. Okay. Right. Now you be the DJ.
2: Great. Uh, hey, welcome to WPRK. This is Lauren speaking.
1: Hi, Lauren. I just want to let you know that the last song you played really, really meant a lot to me. It, well, it, it touched me.
2: Well, that is that is great. It's what music should do. It should, it should strike a
1: nerve. Yeah, it did. Great. Keep up the good work.
2: Thank you. And thank you so much for giving us a shout out. Yeah.
1: That's it. That's yeah. as easy. That's oh, crazy. click. Oh, Sorry. click. Sorry. Yeah. Right.
2: Click. Yeah.
1: Uh, it's as easy as that. Just call us up. Maybe not as creepy as I was just trying to be, but, you know, in general. Right. Uh, call, click, email.
2: Can I leave voicemail? And does that voicemail transcribe?
1: Yeah. The voicemail definitely transcribes. Great. Um, It turns into a telegraph. Great. Which is then given to the Pony Express. Great. And the pony eats it. Wonderful. Yeah.
2: Because that's how I like to read my voicemails.
1: Well, yeah, and it's the circle of life. It
2: is. Yeah. Right.
1: For messages to turn into pony poop.
2: Right. And then it goes, just goes back to the ground. And, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Like we all do. Right. <laughs> At some point. <laughs> Unless we're on Mars. So, I always ask people about music. Yes. And uh, you mentioned Tom Petty, I Won't Back Down. Yes. As sort of the song. Is that like a go-to song for you?
2: Yeah, that's like one of my... Uh anthem songs. I feel like that one speaks to me a lot. Um, I have a tendency to take on challenges that people are like, meh, that won't work. Meh, it will. That's uh, yeah,
1: so why you're great for bad business ideas. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Uh, also, uh, I think it's great when my kids are really uh, out of control. I just turn that music on and I'm like, come at me, guys. Let's do this. <laughs> you know, And uh, mom's going to win. So... <laughs>
1: Mom always wins. Mom Guys, always wins. If you're listening, mom always wins.
2: Also, mom knows. Even if you think mom doesn't know, mom knows.
1: Yep. M a w and m k. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Never forget it. Never forget. So then, what about during your process, uh, or as it as it encompasses to improv, or as it applies to improv? How do you incorporate music? Do you listen to music when you write?
2: Yeah, I do. Music has a really big place in the improv world in many different ways. Um, So if I'm writing, I actually have a specific, like, playlist and type of music that I find works really well for me. Um, For whatever reason, um, Beethoven's Ninth Symphony is uh, one of my all-time, like, has-to-be in there. Mm. And Mad Max Fury Road Soundtrack. Um, yeah, it's yeah. yeah, um, it's like a mix of things like that, and then, um, yeah, and then I the T2 soundtrack also. I like to have the mind. one, the Terminator 2,
1: T2, oh, sorry. T2.
2: um, those kind of so. There's so a lot of movie soundtracks actually are uh, sort of playing when I'm writing. Um, so you
1: like having that without the lyrics, though. yeah, just yeah. like
2: the the score that they use, yeah. uh, not like the if they have like songs in it, but just the musical score helps me to write quite a lot. Uh, And then Beethoven is always one that I've always gone to. Um, I could literally just put that on a loop and have that. Uh, And then music just in general really informs a lot of what we do because there's this piece called The Herald. It's a form that was created in Chicago and it's got a beat structure. And if you look at music, music has a structure to it Mm -hmm. as well. and, And so it fits a lot of what we do and then a lot of times we do sounds and patterns and music has sounds and patterns and so music is really um, important in the whole in that whole improv process Uh, and then I love thinking about when I do like scripted work how the music can set a mood to anything and and change okay so actually
1: utilizing it within the 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 piece piece. yeah Yeah. absolutely so that's if you're not only writing but if you're say directing it or something along those lines
2: absolutely yeah um, and so, yeah, I, I do. I hi ha- I created a playlist specifically for writing. Um, create playlists for like if I need to just try to clear my mind or mm-hmm. calm down. Um, and a lot of times it's there it's songs without words, and then obviously the ones with words are usually when I'm, you know, trying to get pumped up or whatnot, kind of thing. Yeah, so because I don't want the words interfering with my own. Process necessarily. I'd rather have the music. So
1: you're writing and you're listening to lyrics, and then you end up just writing the lyrics. Right? Yeah. Also getting not, sued by the right. Right. I'm like,
2: I don't. This was a really good piece. What do you mean it's been done already? I don't understand that.
1: That's so weird. It's weird. It's I don't. You know. two did a song called One. What? Huh? Yeah. That is bizarre. Yeah. I didn't. I wouldn't have thought that as well. uh Okay well very good and so let's play a little tom petty right now Sure. so i think this is a uh actually a live version of i won't back down so uh not like big concert version but more acoustic oh fun and he's from florida from what i understand yeah tom petty i don't gainesville area. right
2: yes i was gonna yeah it's it makes that actually makes a lot of sense why is that i mean florida people just people from florida
1: what? Yeah, no, yeah. okay. Now if, that you say it that way, right?
2: If you think about people from Florida and what Florida gets into the news for, what Florida gets famous for, though, he, he can fit into that category.
1: How kind of weird? He's a very talented musician, he's an amazing
2: musician. When did
1: he do anything weird?
2: It's just, just have
1: just, you heard something? Are we breaking news? I, ooh, are Lauren, we, are we, I we breaking don't know. news? I mean, did I, you hear something about Tom Petty?
2: I, I don't know. I don't know how to speak about it. On
1: okay, yeah. Tom Petty. I know you're listening. Sorry, Tom. Yeah. Sorry, Tom. We apologize. No need to call us unless it's with compliments. Right. And, uh, I don't know, breaking news? Maybe something's going on with the Heartbreakers? Oh. Are they all okay?
2: Yeah. I can't. I can't can't talk about it on air. Okay. All right. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers.
1: I will not back down on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Tom Petty and all of the Heartbreakers on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. That was, I won't back down my special guest today. My name is Nick, by the way. My special guest today, Lauren Morris. Hello. I was going. I was trying to figure out if I was going to say is or has been. Right. Because you will continue to be Lauren, Lauren Morris, Morris, as far right. as I know, after this. Uh, but, you know, we're almost at the end of the show.
2: Time has just gone by super fast. Yeah.
1: yeah. I'm so sorry, because I would like to spend more time just chatting.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's been fun.
1: Yeah really fun. fun yeah so yeah. you mentioned you're not that great or you're uh not that strong at math yes so we've got a pop quiz great and i basically just went with math this week great so i'm hoping you do i'm kidding i'm kidding i am going to judge you on how you answer though okay good all right are you ready no but we'll morris. do this anyway
2: so let's Lauren it. morris
1: ad lib theater right if you missed any of the show by the way Uh, You can listen to it online at some point on iTunes. Nice. And on my website. Awesome. It's also at some point. Great. So I have to actually take out all the music because I don't have the licensing for that. Oh, right. Yeah, Tom Petty is fine with it. The heartbreakers. Right, Is the rest of the groups. Oh, yeah. will not give me that permission.
2: Makes sense. Yeah.
1: According to a study published in the Journal of Food Science, drinking caffeine can cause cravings for what? Is it A, sweet foods, B, sour foods, or C, more coffee?
2: I'm going to go with A.
1: The sweet foods. Yes. That's correct. Yeah. So it's blocking the receptors that make us feel tired and sleepy, but it also blocks these the receptors that uh, allow us to taste sweet foods.
2: Oh. So
1: basically when you're drinking coffee, when you're drinking caffeine in the morning, And you try to have that donut, you need, like, the super sweet donut to overcome the caffeine that's blocking the stuff. So, yeah, that's why you have a tendency to go for the sweeter thing uh, when you're doing that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, There's a bad business idea in there somewhere.
2: Absolutely. So, I haven't figured that out Yeah. Yeah.
1: On this day in 1963, Martin Luther King Jr. delivered the very famous I Have a Dream speech. That was during the march on Washington for Jobs and Freedom. Which monument was he in front of when he made the address? Was it A, the Lincoln Memorial, B, the Washington Monument, or C, the Thomas Jefferson Memorial?
2: So he's looking out onto the reflection pool, and on that side is the Washington Monument. Okay. So I think behind him is
1: Lincoln. So the Lincoln Memorial, I believe so. That is correct. Oh, good. Yeah, fifty-four years ago today.
2: Wow, today, huh? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Two hundred and
1: fifty thousand people, and if you haven't, it's available online. You can read it. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of places on YouTube you can watch it. Maybe good. Maybe yeah. start out your Monday with that. Right. Uh, because it is uh, the anniversary. So also today we have a couple of birthdays. So I'm going to try a new, uh, a new sort of question out. Okay. This is called which one whose birthday kind of thing? No, no, no. Oh. No, which oh, one? Which one? Oh. So, two people or two entities have a birthday today. Jason Priestley, uh, Brandon from Beverly Hills 9210, yes. is turning 48. Oh, boy. And St. Augustine, the city, turns 452 today. So, I ask you, Lauren, which one?
2: St. Augustine.
1: Okay. Why?
2: The longevity is there.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, now... Okay, Jason Priestley hasn't had a chance to turn 452 yet. That's true, but... So you're not even giving him a chance.
2: You're right, you're right. I'm totally not. Um, What has... I can go visit St. Augustine without an appointment.
1: (laughs) Do you need an appointment to visit Jason Priestley? Probably he's Canadian, so I'm sure he'd be very oh, oh, oh willing he, to meet oh, with Okay, you. so
2: maybe he's much he's an easier access celebrity yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I, I, and I'm not sure he's worked in a while.
2: Well, that was I was trying to think like what is he?
1: Probably be, some Hallmark Channel I stuff person, made for TV yeah. movies. Yeah. yeah,
2: it's hard to be pigeonholed as uh,
1: Jason. If you're listening,
2: hey Jason, give us
1: a call. Give us a call. Yeah, hey, so we want to know what's going on. So are you? So you're sticking with uh, Saint Saint Augustine. Augustine. Okay. Yeah. Saint Augustine. It is. Uh, Let's go to France for a second. Okay. Uh, Not literally. Okay. Uh, Emmanuel Macron Mm -hmm. has reportedly spent around thirty thousand dollars on makeup services in the first three months of his presidency. Why so much? A. That's just the cost of beauty. B. Worry lines from thinking about the upcoming fight in labor restructuring, or C. Not really sure. Maybe Brexit?
2: Uh, B?
1: Uh, Worry lines from thinking about the upcoming labor fight uh, with the restructuring and all that stuff going on? Uh, Yes. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm not really sure how he spent that much. That's a lot.
2: Makeup for himself?
1: Just for him. Just for him for uh, when he's doing speeches, for when he's doing public events, uh, photos.
2: Yeah, professional must photos. Use really high end makeup.
1: Yeah, well, it's France. <laughs> sure. So you have some high right. end makeup over there.
2: Apparently, there's like this HD makeup that's really good for the camera. But if you're not using the right camera, all you see is like a big white spot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Face. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's got to be weird when you're walking around in real life.
1: So that's got to be it. So he's got to have some makeup testers, yeah. I would imagine, that are like, here, let's try it with this camera. Let's try it with this camera. Right. Let's try it with it. So that's probably where the expense is, not yeah. the makeup itself. Right. Yeah. Yeah, So, maybe uh,
2: people applying the makeup?
1: Yep, there's the people applying. Let's go through all the different roles. Sure, there's sure. There's the person who makes the makeup. Oh. The makeup maker. Yes. There is the person who packages the makeup. Right. There's the person who puts the label yes. on the makeup. There's the person who packages it all up and ships it somewhere.
2: But they got to go through quality control before we ship oh, I'm it, sorry. right? I
1: thought we already went through quality. Oh, for, oh are you, you like a like, random? You want to go back to R and D?
2: I don't know, but like just like a ra- you know, every now and then you need a random quality control of the packaging.
1: There's the bunny rabbit they test yep. the well, makeup on.
2: Hopefully, he's using makeup that is not being tested on animals.
1: Uh, it's France, so anything goes.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah. we all know about that. Right. All right, closer to home. Orange County has announced that it will look at streetcars as a potential solution for easing traffic and parking issues on International Drive. So they're going to do study this Oh, Okay, fall. on International
2: Drive. All right. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Just on International oh, okay. Drive. Okay. So, streetcars, kind of a version of light rail that maybe expand later. Um, relatively expensive. Uh, instead of streetcars, what do you think they should be studying to get people around there? A, a gondola system, like the old Disney one that they're trying to bring back. An elaborate Rube Goldberg machine or Segways. Just give away Segways.
2: I like anything that's elaborate and overly complicated. Yeah. So let's go with B. Well,
1: because I like the Rube Goldberg machine because I feel like that's going to be an attraction all on its own. Right. So you stand here and then something falls and you're put up here and then you move over. Yeah. And then paint cans. through sure. Do this thing. Right. It'll take some time to set it up every time. Yeah. Like mousetrap. Again- It'll be like mousetrap. Right.
2: Creating jobs once again, though.
1: I'm all about that. Yeah, I think if if anything, if anybody knows me for anything, that didn't make any sense. Yeah. Okay. Does so anybody I, know me for anything? I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Other than bad business ideas. All right. So let's switch over, Lauren. Thank you very much. You scored a hundred percent. Wow. I think. Yeah. Let me just check. I mean, three of the questions were just kind of your opinion. Right. So yeah you did very well great oh, you had good. opinions
2: I did I, I have that's opinions it, that's
1: what was the checkbox I was looking right. for for those questions so nice job on that let's talk a little bit about AdLib Theater sure and how they can get in touch with you or how they can learn more
2: great so AdLibComedy.com is the main website um, there's also AdLib Theater on Facebook mm-hmm. there is AdLib Theater on Instagram and on Twitter and mm-hmm. um, And there's some offshoots as well. Yeah, Improv Teachers. Yep, Improv Teachers. I uh, host what was a weekly podcast, but I took a little bit of a summer break because the editing is a lot. So I talk to teachers all over the country and even the world. Uh, We just talk improv. Um, about so these teaching, are
1: specifically it. improv teachers. Yes, these okay. are
2: improv teachers who are talking about the art of teaching improv. Okay. So we uh, talk about common things you find in the classroom of teaching improv and how to get around that. And
1: so, maybe like, like some of the games that work, or some of the things that are helpful from a introductory standpoint. Yeah, and, things, that and things
2: like what happens uh, when certain topics come up, mm-hmm. or if you have to ask someone to leave a classroom, or uh, yeah. yeah or even if you have to prepare for class because a lot of uh improvisers become teachers out of like falling in love with it or a little extra money or whatnot but they don't have a teaching background and so it's not necessarily something that comes naturally so we talk about all of those things that will help a working improv teacher
1: i feel like i would be asked to leave because i would always come in with scripts (laughs) <laughs> no, no uh, Nick, just <laughs> give me the script. Nick, you gotta go.
2: You gotta give me the script. You've got. You gotta give me the script. You, got, can't, I know. So there's that, and then there's also the Central Florida Improv Festival yeah, Facebook so, page.
1: Okay, so submissions will be opening up for that. Yes. And what you're looking for? There are teams.
2: Correct. So for an improv festival, uh, well, I haven't. We haven't decided yet if we'll also be opening for like MC hosts mm-hmm. submissions. But definitely improv teams, but you can also be like we got we have some people who do like solo improv shows, so sure. there's that. And then we're going to have a submission um, option where if you're an individual player, you can submit and we'll build a team of individual players who can perform at the festival. so they'll become a team for the first time. Oh neat kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. which is really a lot of fun. And it gives way it gives for people who sometimes it's hard for a whole team to travel. Um, So it gives an opportunity for someone who could travel to come to a festival that they might not have otherwise been able to get to. And submissions will open mid-September, and there's this place called the Improv Network, Mm -hmm. and that's where you submit Okay, is through them. Um, And so teams need to have a video that uh, shows the team that will be performing at the festival, so not something that has a name but then the players change it has to be the people who will be coming to the festival
1: there's no bait and switch when it comes to improv correct right i know that
2: yeah yeah we never we never set something up and then surprise it was something different yeah right never. that's not
1: how improv is no never doesn't even you can't spell consistency without improv
2: right that's true Mm. Um, and we will probably need some sort of picture of the team, so mm-hmm. think about that. A bio, typically, of the team, so we need people to think about that. Uh, and then you, yeah, you just submit it, and um, we'll review it. And before the Christmas time, we will let people know who has been accepted and their time. And it'll be running. Um, I believe it's March 9th and tenth, twenty eighteen. Okay. And it, we're going to actually be holding it. Uh, not at adlib but at the blue bamboo uh, oh great yes. I've heard
1: great things about that space fantastic
2: space it's local to Winter park so we're yeah. able to stay in winter park um, beautiful it's really a beautiful facility if you haven't mm-hmm. seen it yet so I'm really excited about that and then we have um, we'll have teachers and workshops so you can take a bunch of different things and learn a bunch of different things and then just shows you can watch on Saturday and yeah, Friday nights and Saturday nights in uh, March, yeah. so it's going right. to be a lot of fun. Um, the Orlando area hasn't had an Improv Festival in a long time, so mm-hmm. it's a great opportunity just for people to come out and
1: Fantastic. get to know
2: the community, yeah.
1: And that is uh, plenty of time to plan for that. Yes. For March. Right. Okay.
2: Absolutely. Perfect. All right. You going to go do your one-man show?
1: I'm going to do my one-man show. Great. It's called Good Business Ideas. Yes. All the bad business ideas.
2: Yes. Yeah. Great.
1: That's what I'm going to call it. Perfect. I just came up with that. That's great. I see? Improv. It. Yep. Whoa. Yeah. This is powerful stuff. It is. And it is. again, if you missed any of the show, to a certain degree.com. Uh, we're going to take a week off next week since it's Labor Day. So we'll just right. be here spinning some tunes next week for your Labor Day weekend. I'm sure really beachy stuff. Not really. It won't be anything like that. And then the week after, uh, Aaron Sullivan will be here. Uh, she's formerly of the Orlando Weekly and now part of the Orange County Library System so that should be a good show. Fun. And yeah, so if uh, you want to go to any of those sites or listen to any of these things, do that. Yeah. Go see some improv. Go yeah, take some we classes. also,
2: right, so shows on Saturday night, 8 p.m., um and dropping classes on monday so yeah you can totally come check us out and just get to know us
1: many different options lauren thank you so much for being here thank you and uh we'll send it out with a little love and rockets sounds good Saudade. so this is actually a song without any lyrics i think they call that a song without lyrics yes and this is uh from an album i'm not that good at improv it turns out (laughs) all
0: right
1: right. you've been listening to a certain degree (laughs) I've been Nick. I'll probably continue to be that person. Thank you so much for listening. This is WPRK. And I believe, oh yeah, Bess Hour is here. She's going to be on from 9 to 10. So Bess Hour will be here. So stay tuned because that's going to be a really good show as well. Thank you so much for listening.
0: And that's the show. Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. To learn more about Lauren and AdLib Theater, including showtimes, class options, and more, visit adlibcomedy.com check out more to a certain degree online at toacertaindegree.com that's t o a certaindegree.com i can do improv i just need a suggestion did i hear someone say radio announcer okay here we go yes and that's the show thanks for listening to a certain degree to learn more about lauren and adlib theater including showtimes class options and more visit adlibcomedy.com that's pretty good improv right i did the whole yes and